Money FM 89.3, best of the evening runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3, it's the evening runway. Time now for Culture Club. Now, if you step out uh, into the corridors of your HDB flats, of course, you will notice something watching over you. <laughs> Cameras are basically, it's everywhere, even in the lift. Yeah, I have them in my home too. Yeah. Okay, just yeah. because. Just because. Uh, the ones that you're talking about, yeah, yeah. though, are uh, no ordinary CCTVs. They're pole cams or police cameras right. that were rolled out to monitor public spaces like HDB corridors, car parks, and hawker centers. So you might assume that this technology, you know, is capable of island-wide implementation. Something like that has got to be imported, but... Actually, it's the work of talented Singaporean minds. And leading that team, Rena Koo, the Chief Solutions Officer of Evo Labs, a security specialist who had served, well, on multiple sectors, including banks and immigration. Yep, and uh, today is uh, part of our lead-up into International Women's Day, which is happening on March the 8th. We're going to find out how one woman in tech changed crime-solving for the Singapore Police Force. On the line with us is Rena Koo, Chief Solutions Officer at Evo Labs. Rena, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, good evening. Thank you for having me on your show. This is a fantastic story. Police, cameras, and of course, it's helped to solve, uh, what, more than 7,500 crimes since they were first installed across Singapore back in 2012. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how you and your team played a pivotal role in all of this. Just to be clear, um, this project was done in my previous employment that Mm. was with um, Certis Cisco then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had a team of technology specialists. We have also uh, the installers to run all these um, cameras and cables to keep them to get get them installed within a very short timeline. And we also have to give credit to the SPS and the Police Technology Division for doing a great job deploying this public surveillance system to the HDB estates, the town centres, even your public spaces in your parks as well. So, Rina, what kind of CCTVs are these? How special are they? You know, the CCTV that we have today and compared to the previous times when policemen were shot, they have come a very, very long way. Mm-hmm. So we used to have them like chunky and boxy and then we have grainy pictures from a long time ago. But these uh, cameras that we have now deployed by the government and the various agencies, they come with high-res resolution um, image analytics. The officers at the police stations could actually filter and search for the vehicles and persons of interest by the colour of the clothes that you're wearing. We can search for, like, say, what, what colour shirt you're wearing or you're carrying a backpack, etc. And it can also filter out behaviour, like running. Or, you, know, you commit a crime and then you run. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can pick up all these behaviours as well. By those behaviours, Rina, we're we looking at anxiety indicators. Can it go as far as... I mean, if it was in a more closer setting, can it go as far as voice stress analyzing? They can technically, but they are not used in, in this public faces project because mm. we get a lot of noises. Right, yeah, right. But in the correct setting, yes, you can do that. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about Evo Labs Arena. Evo Labs, a digital transformation corporate technology services provider. But what about your company? What what are some of the pain points in your company that, that you're helping to address for others? We are essentially doing IoT, the Internet of Things, and we are doing cybersecurity. So we blend technology, physical technology, and together with cybersecurity so that when we deploy them, they're actually safer. They are more 
resistance to like hack and cyber attacks, etc. And then we also focus primarily on the adoption of technology. So we have mm. uh, things like cameras, sensors. So you have your videos and you have your data analytics. And also we do data visualiz- visualization. So you have lots and lots of data. But the things that what do you really want to see? What do you really want to know? And mm. those become your alerts and exceptions. Yeah, you don't normally like look at the CCTV twenty-four by seven and yeah. hope that something goes wrong. Only one percent of all the images is an ex- is the exception that matters to you. Mm, so it's a bit yeah. training to identify in that sense. What about you specifically, Rena, as Chief Solutions Officer? What do you have to do day to day? Day to day, we normally do. I normally do solution design. We talk a lot oh, to customers, okay, uh, okay. to the users, uh, to understand their pain points and right. uh, what do they want to fix and what are their dreams. So we have to understand what they do and how they do it. And then we come up with solutions and we apply technology or right. systems to help them do their work better, more efficient. So that's essentially what technology does to improve the quality of life, our work life and our personal life. So we can go home earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all we, we try. Really all we want, right? <laughs> um, Rina, since we're leading up to International Women's Day, um, could you tell us how you got into this uh, field? The thing is that my... Schooling, or well, in my degree, was actually in marketing. But uh, when I did product marketing and in my employment, we get opportunities to do other stuff. And so step by step, I went into technology. Yeah, I have good employers who are willing to like, okay, you can do this. Then I'll go like, okay, let me try. And then bit by bit, we learn. Mm-hmm. We keep learning and we keep improving. And then eventually, you end up in technology. And I love it. Mm. Rita, I was surrounded during a time where... It was very new for women to come into tech and there was a lot of encouragement, ladies taking IT courses, degrees and whatnot. Could you tell me personally, what does it mean for you being a female leader at Evo Labs, being a leader in the tech space? It's like being a thorn among the roses. Really? <laughs> I'm the thorn, you know, like because uh, there are very few. Uh, that's just true because in physical technology, yeah. especially in the application and use cases, uh, majority are male. Don't know why, but not that women so, are inferior, but I think it's just the exposure that comes along. But so it's still like a, a boys' club? Is the treatment different? <laughs> Is it really still present if we have not changed that much? Mm, not true, not true. Okay. Um, I think it's more the character. As long as, uh, I mean, <laughs> you see something, you speak up, right. you, uh, you communicate effectively, and then, uh, I mean, things will fall in line and people will listen and then... Uh, do you have to work harder and prove harder? I think that's true regardless of gender. You work true. harder, you work smarter, okay. uh, you'll get there. Okay. Yeah. What, what about the interest level, perhaps? I would say as uh, we speak up more on what, uh, that there are actually women doing very well in technology. There are, yes, um, but perhaps not yeah. a lot of women who are interested in this kind of technology. So as we start speaking up and mm-hmm. then people realise, oh, that's what the thing that go on behind surveillance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean this thing is not automatic, it's not magic. There's actually components and things that come in place and people who design it and then they get the hang of it. Right. And then as you know, it comes knowledge, well, comes experience and then people get more on board with it. I happen to think that women would do better in tech because they're a lot better at speaking up about the issues. They're a lot calmer about it. They're less impatient maybe. Or maybe that's my own stereotype. I think that's your that's, that's a stereotype with very gender related. Okay. But yeah, being meticulous is important. Yeah, yeah being able exactly. To communicate is important and present well. I mean, but that is the truth for most problem solving applications. Okay, mm. okay I mean, fair that's enough. what we do, right? Yeah. Mm. 
Okay, Rita, you have plans to partner with the healthcare industry. Can you tell us about the future of your, or, you know, what's up in the, in the pipeline? Okay, I have been doing fiscal security uh, for quite a while now. And the thing about fiscal security, we use a lot of components and they are very much what we call broadly, Internet of Things or Sensors, etc. So very often, if you have an um, open mindset and you have a bit of uh, innovation thinking, mm-hmm. uh, these technologies can be applied to a different environment and different use cases. So in this case, I'm talking about healthcare. Okay. And same thing like all other technology, we are looking at an ecosystem. So where healthcare is concerned, we have many specialist providers that provide medical equipment, exercise equipment, monitoring devices, etc. And we have the users who are the domain experts in like physiotherapy, mm. nursing, mm-hmm. and then we have all these bits and pieces together. So uh, what I want to do is that I want to put all these people together and to help the adoption of technology for the elder care because mm. Statistics aside, right, the numbers are real when I see my mom aging, my uncle requiring uh, to go to the centers for uh, dementia care, for help and assisted living, etc. So these numbers are something real to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and also that uh, I'm a Gen X. You know, we always say that uh, Gen X is in the best place for technology because we are the generation. We saw the inception of internet, mm-hmm. video games and AI. We saw that what was without internet, without video games and AI to what now is so widely used. And so we would be able to be in the best place to help seniors who are very scared of technology, don't want to use, to bridge technology to their needs so that they can use technology to cope better with their daily living, to have a better quality of life so that they can live independently where they are. Mm. as long as possible before, yeah, before no health takes over. Rita, I want to talk a little bit and emphasize a little bit on this point that you brought up about uh, being in Gen X and being best place, right? And the reason I bring that up is, so as from a solutions point of view as well, when you're trying to put all of these together, it isn't as simple as, okay, matching tech with the problem. Rita, could you comment on how important empathy is in this particular landscape? Like you said, you're in the best position because you've seen it, how important is empathy when you're trying to come up with these technological solutions? No, empathy is about understanding how the users will feel, how they use it, that you must be in their positions, then walk in their shoes mm-hmm. to understand. Yeah, so we deploy solutions that are usable. If you cannot empathize with the pain and the difficult ease of using something and how you need to learn, then your solutions become very complicated. And complicated solutions will seldom be adopted in the long run, and then they become quite elephants. So as they say, you're going to have to always put yourself in the shoes of those people that you're actually serving. Yes, correct. You're right there. Walk a mile in the shoes of. I like that. And you're focusing on those with dementia. Why dementia in particular? Because dementia is actually very real and very widespread and mm. is increasingly not only the elderly who get dementia, mm. but uh, the onset is earlier detected. So how do we actually cope? And a lot of us, time to come, will be working with people who have dementia, how to care for them, etc. So this is something very real and every almost everybody will experience one way or another. Yeah. And any, I don't know, examples of some of the tech that you, you're looking to come up with to help dementia patients? We are looking at tracking of dementia patients. So, of course, in the market right now, you have the pendants, you have the watchers to track where they are going, where the patients or the persons are going, or your loved ones are going. But the 
thing is that as people age, wearing a watch will not come so naturally when mm. I, the elderly wants to go out. Is he going to remember to, oh, take my pendant watch so that everybody can avoid them? Am I going to wear my watch? No, they don't. At the yeah. most, they will just put on the slipper and then they walk out and then they, they don't know where they are walking. Mm. Yeah. So how do we actually shot or trying to insert a tracker into their body which we don't want to do it? That how do we uh, understand what comes naturally to a dementia patient mm-hmm. and then how do we track them? So maybe instead of having watches and pendants, can we put into their, their shoes, for example? Because sure, yeah. unlike the young, they don't have so many pairs of shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Uh, good they point. only have a few key ones. Mm-hmm. And then the, the question is, then how do we charge all these devices? No, mm, they're right. not solar, you know? Yeah. yeah. So how do we charge them? How do we make them more easy to maintain and to deploy and to monitor? So that's what is we're working currently on. All right. Well, then what, what else is next after, after that? Then I'm hoping to work with more uh, senior care centers okay. and more service centers that are providing to the elderly. How do we collaborate and how do we help them adopt this technology? Mm-hmm. All right, we've been speaking with Rena Koo, Chief Solutions Officer at Evo Labs. Rena, thank you for your time today. Take care and have a great Monday ahead. And have a good evening. Thank you for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.